0: Open loops, do, open loops, open loops, open
1: loops. Open loops. Open loops. Open loops. Open loops. <laughs> Open Loops, you must listen to The Open Loops, a
0: theme park for absurd beliefs and systems of integration between the mind and the creative spirit. Open Loops.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Open Loops with Greg Bornstein. Conversations that bend. Yes, This is a show that when you go to sleep at night, your conscious mind rests and your unconscious stays awake. This is a talk show for that part of your mind, the inner mind, because what is an open loop exactly? Well, I'll get to that in a second. You see, an open loop is what I just did. It's an unconscious provocation. It's something that makes you want to go, tell me more. I need to know. What's the end of that thought? The cliffhanger, the dot, 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 the unexplained. This is a show all about topics that force you to go into a place where you just have to know more. Art, hypnosis, magic, spirituality, anything shamelessly fringe. It's a theme park for the intellect and imagination. And my goal as your cultural hypnotist and other than conscious thought leader, transformational entertainer, you can call me a looper. uh, My goal, me, Greg Bornstein, your host, is to speak with you directly as well as bring on guests that challenge your existing belief systems with radically unique ideas to stimulate your unconscious mind so ultimately you can step into the highest version of yourself my guest today directly speaks to that Age nust he is a paranormal researcher Former pilot, former hypnotist for a little bit, someone that claims he's time traveled and has photographic evidence of time travel. He has a book out. And where you'll see Age Most, well, you'll see him all over the internet because he is an on air paranormal radio personality. And what a great personality he has. Broadcastteamalpha.com is his main page. That's where he's doing his show now with hypnotherapist Nori Love. And that show goes all over the place. Definitely, uh, well, what I aspire to be like. I love these guys. I'm fascinated. I t- I was telling Aki before the interview, dude, how do you do this full time? How do you become a paranormal broadcaster? It's a dream. He's living it. It's awesome. He brings on all the UFO people, and he's had uh, tons of government whistleblowers and people talking about the Anunnaki and all the st- all the kind of fringe, very fringe stuff that we live for on this show. Funny that the episode I released before this was all about. How do you use sales have the psychology of sales? And then this episode is how do you live forever and train your brain to be like a quantum supercomputer? This is about the far edges of human potential. Augie says it's possible. And what do you know? He he even predicts the future of our political landscape. Yeah, it gets gets a little conspiratorial in there, but what do you expect? It always is. Is it conspiracy? Is it conspira-fact? Eh, that's for you to decide. I really enjoyed this interview with Augie. It's, uh, if you've ever wanted to know the true process of how to reverse your aging, as well as the other possibilities of humans that they just don't tell you about for some reason. Well. This episode is going to do it. And if you think there's somebody in your life that could benefit from this, Hey, make sure you share the open loops podcast. And if you hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, as well as rate the show and leave a review, if you enjoy it, it definitely helps even a sentence greatly appreciate your listening. You are awesome for tuning in and entertaining the fringes of wildly unique thought and Aggie delivers on several levels. I'm so excited for this. Honored he came on. Enjoy. On Open Loops today, we have Agi Nust, who is a retired pilot that isn't probably more time than anybody else on everything outside of the box. He's a radio host. He's an author. I mean, we're going to go all over the place here. Everything from living in a matrix computer program, uh, i.e. our entire existence, time travel, aliens, the origins of the entire universe, and even reversing the aging process I'm excited to go into this. First of all, Augie, thank you so much for coming on the show.
0: Well, you're so welcome. This is going to be so fun that it's probably illegal. (laughs) Yes, I hope so. I hope so. Uh, Yeah. I
1: mean, everybody is selling. Anti aging stuff. Everybody is uh, that's uh, you. We hear it all the time. It's a uh, oftentimes it's considered a scam. The marketing yeah. about it, the creams, the people say the creams never work, and every the plastic surgery doesn't make you look good. People that take that they look terrible most of the time. And you are very uh, committed to sharing with people actually not even charging people for your knowledge. I've seen you just put it out there um, on the internet for free about how to reverse the aging process. First off, oh, yeah. before, before you go into that, uh, what does reversing the aging process even mean to you?
0: Well, it is, um, if you look at the words put together, reversing the aging process, we are actually nipping at the concept of immortality. And boy, oh boy, on that concept, where does the mind go? But actually, before I go into this one, um, I would recommend for everybody listening, get a piece of paper and a pen because I'm only giving some information here that uh, you may want to write down and look at and go research on your own. Of course. Then again, you know, if you're 20 years old, 10 foot tall, and bulletproof, then you don't really care about a lot of this. But I tell you, your parents will. So take the yes. notes, get the knowledge, and tell your parents about it, and have them go to the website and uh, do what I'm going to be talking about because they are going to want to slow down the aging or even stop it and live a little longer. So uh, for you, 20 years old out there, that's what you should do. Anyway, amazing,
1: anyway. amazing! I think that's a great, great uh, preamble. Yeah, let's let's go in with the secrets of immortality.
0: Yeah, the thing about it is, <laughs> excuse me. Did you know that in in two thousand and nine, three doctors got the Nobel Prize for discovering an enzyme that reverses the aging process, and nobody told us. Yeah, why
1: is nobody talking about that? That's pretty crazy.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, that um, it's not just me saying that. Go to the Nobel Committee's website. Go to 2009, scroll down to medical submissions, and read the papers. You're going to love it. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, the yeah. thing about it is, nobody told us about this. And this should have been the most extravagant medical news this millennia. But they didn't tell us. Why See, do you think that was, is? Why do you think that is? Oh, it's kind of obvious, actually. In uh, 1992, there was <clears throat> an Earth population summit. And then. Uh, 192 countries, they decided that they needed to reduce the population of Earth to 800 million people by 2020, 2020 or no, they revised that to, not, to 2030 now. But they are, uh, the people that are taking the vaccines right now, they're going to be helping to do this. So... Uh, that's why. oh
1: wow
0: <laughs> you just threw a lot at that that was
1: i i think in three sentences you you summed up the entire conspiracy theory uh movement and mindset look i and not to say it is necessarily conspiracy theory because that stuff is out there there yeah. are agendas mm-hmm. agenda 21 we keep hearing about we keep uh i mean for years before it became Popular, everybody was talking about the Bilderberg group and what they were deciding for the world's plans and stuff like that. Uh, but you really believe that this COVID right now, this thing we're going through, is a direct result of those early meetings with the world leaders in the
0: early 90s? Oh, I don't believe that. I know that it's the difference between believing and knowing when you have looked at the UN document call Agenda 21. And uh, you read what's in it, it becomes obvious that this is not a conspiracy anymore. This is the fact what they're doing. So because um, you think of it, the man that has been running around the world telling, that, telling governments and people uh, in power and influence around the world that the world is overpopulated, we need to reduce the population. He's the guy that's going to help to save your life with a vaccine, right?
1: (laughs) You're talking about, you're talking about Mr. Microsoft. Yeah. 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 What is okay. This is, I know we're kind of veering off a little bit, but this is, but this, but but I do love this stuff. This is good. You think, I mean, there's been the criticism that Bill Gates's father was very involved with eugenics is yeah, that, he was. Yeah, the
0: boss. He was the boss of it.
1: Why? Why? How did Bill Gates get roped into this? Do you have insight into
0: that? The family, you know, it's just uh, <laughs> eugenics with... passes down.
1: Yeah, it's like a yeah. ideology, like uh, yeah. Christianity, or oh my gosh, Aggie. I mean, okay, so then the vaccine. What's going on with the vaccine?
0: Oh, this is. uh <clears throat> I think. People need to do their own research and uh, go to the World Health Organization and read what they say about it. They recommend a lot of things, but there's no science behind it. Do the same thing with the, you know, other government agencies. Start studying itself. Go on uh, YouTube and watch the uh, the videos by doctors that is explaining that there is no protection in using a mask. And there's no science behind it, but everybody's recommended to use one. I I don't know if we should go into too deeply on this one. You might.
1: Right, right, right. No, I mean yeah. this is this is this is okay. Well, keep everybody keep doing your research with this. I, yeah, I've definitely had other people come on that have expressed similar perspectives <laughs> on this. Uh, okay, so wait, so here's my confusion then with regards to what happened in two thousand nine. How do you think? these scientists even were awarded the Nobel Prize if there is an agenda to suppress this kind of knowledge. How did it get that far?
0: Well, the thing about it is that the Nobel Prize is given in Norway, and it's a very independent group that uh, looks at the science only. I grew up in Norway, so I know a little bit about those guys and uh, the principles of um, what Mr. Nobel laid down. They are working on science only. And uh, they can be blackmailed too to do certain things, but in this case, they did the right thing. And uh, I, uh, I know that, uh, I looked at the science behind it and I found that uh, what they did, what they approved there, uh, was exactly what it said in the papers. In fact, one place in this papers they talked about um, why it works this way. And I love to tell people how, by making sure we actually have enough of this enzyme in the body. The enzyme is called telomerase or telomerase, whichever way you want to pronounce it. And it helps the body to help the cells to stay healthy by the chromosomes not being uh, corrupted and uh, because the body is a self correcting machine if you give it what it needs to correct itself see science know why we get older and older and older looking and then eventually die there is only one cause for it now there are many contributors to that one cause but there is one cause for aging leading to death. And that is that the the end of the chromosomes within your cells, they are called telomeres. They're kind of like the end of a shoelace, you know, that hardened part that helped you thread the shoelace to the hole on your shoes. Yes. These telomeres at the end of the chromosomes, they are every time that a cell replicates itself, those telomeres get a little bit shorter and shorter every time, shorter and shorter till when you get up in your 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 100s and so on, the telomeres get so short that the the, uh, chromosomes start fraying at the end because the telomeres are not able to hold them together. They start fraying and they are not able to replicate themselves and you get stuck with old cells in the body and you get looking older and older, and you eventually die. That is the reason. Now, um, the contributors to that, they are basically three major ones, except for if you smoke a lot, you know, you're know, you gonna reduce your lifespan with about one hour for every pack of cigarettes that you you know, that's, they've, they figured that out. But one of the reasons for um, uh, the uh, contributories to decreasing the length of the telomeres is one of them is nutrition. This is what they figured out when they did the the, uh, genome project uh, in the 1990s. And uh, because if we give the body what it needs to replenish itself, it will do that. But we don't because we think that we get all the nutrients in the food and we don't. I have on my computer somewhere here in hmm, one of the files, I have a copy of a Senate document dating back to, I think it was 1931 or 32, which says the soil is totally depleted of minerals. So we need to supplement which, in other words, we know the body needs minerals, especially trace minerals, and we don't get it in the food. So if you don't have minerals, the body is going to be deficient and you get all kinds of different ailments because of that. That's why we need to take minerals and we need to take other supplements in order to help the food keep our body healthy. And yeah, then... Yeah. There is another reason, and that is genetic. There is a genetic disorder that helps you grow older and die. And that, uh, you know, you heard about uh, gene therapy. Yeah. Uh, it's very expensive, and uh, it's, uh, it can work if you do it right. But it's uh, very expensive and involved. But the genetic disorder was laid down by the one that created the human body out of the Homo sapiens sapiens some 270,000 years ago. You read the Sumerian tablets, you will know all about that. And uh, some people call him God, which, yeah, that was the term they used back then.
1: I was gonna say, is this a wee, Is this a little bit of uh, Anunnaki stuff creeping up in here?
0: Absolutely, yeah, they uh, they did that, but um, there are other reasons, and that ties into de- the genetics and the genetic disorder that allows for one activated marker to allow for the pituitary to shrink up and not absorb moisture as it did when it was younger. And that way, when the pituitary starts shrinking up, it does not create as much growth hormones as it did before. And that is part of the genetic disorder. But then there is a mental disorder that Mm. helps you die. And uh, believe it or not, um, the people that did the um, the genome project, they figured that one out and they said the mental disorder is. Wait for it. <laughs> yeah. What reli- is that? Religion.
1: Me- wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So w- what do you mean by that? You're saying the mental disorder that helps people die, that leads to people's death is what we know as religion
0: yeah let me qualify that one because i think you lost a lot of people right now Um, let me (laughs) bring them back there when you get older and you start getting sick and you hurt everywhere your knees don't work anymore and you get you know pancreatic this and that and you got headaches and you start looking like you you know you're about 104 years old by the time you're 80 yeah and then the religion tells you don't worry about a thing because when you get old, you're going to die and you're going to go to this better place. It's going to be wonderful. You're not going to have any pains anymore. You can be young. Yeah. When you get into your 80s and 90s and 100 years old, that place starts looking very good. And you start drawing. Your mind starts drawing yourself towards it you may not think about it but the subconscious reacts to that start looking forward to that better place and you start drawing yourself towards end of physical life so you can go to that better place and that is the mental disorder
1: uh, does that, make sense? that does yes yeah, so so this is interesting does that uh i think heaven is certainly Heaven and hell come from this Judeo Christian construction that people that you're building up towards something. Could you say that I feel that there are people that might not call themselves Jews, Christians, or Muslims that have some spiritual foundation? That's they, they, these are the people, Aki, that call themselves spiritual, but still believe there's a place you go after they die. Yeah. Is it really is it religion or is it really this concept of life after death, heaven, that is drawing people there? What's the distinction?
0: I think it's religion and spirituality the same because within spirituality too, most people have accepted that they're going to die and become, you know, a spiritual being where you don't have any pains anymore and uh, so on. But the thing about it is that uh, let me explain. Why we can actually, by using epigenetics, we can shut off some of the bad genetic markers and turn on the good genetic markers by our environment and the way we think and so on. Here's a good example on that. I found some very old people. Back in the 1950s, there was a um, Chinese ambassador that came to New York on an exchange program. Uh, One evening, he went out with some colleagues and uh, they had dinner and he got food poisoning and died. He ended up at the morgue and they start going through his papers and they said something's wrong here. So they called the ambassador and they told the ambassador that, you know, there's something wrong with this guy According to his passport, he's 154 years old. That can't be. And the ambassador told them, Yes, he is. And they asked him, how, how can that be? And the ambassador told them, First of all, he only eats Chinese herbs and berries. And for the second, he knew he could never die. Oh. See, there um... comes the mind into it again
1: yeah 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 what 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 in the world are are you training people are you teaching people how to know they'll never die
0: uh it is actually fairly simple no i didn't say it was easy (laughs) i said it's simple all you have to do is to condition your mind in ways that i i write about very uh Quite length actually, in one of my books about spiritual science, higher conscious thinking, and how to access the universal consciousness. In there, I teach people how to use their mind in ways that you normally would think would be impossible. But it is very possible because um, quantum mechanics has proven to us by repeatable experiments that we live in a mind created universe. And if we use the mind to create a mindset that we are not aging and then feed the body what it needs to have for raw material to rebuild itself. And then um, take the supplements that I do uh, to reverse the aging process and it's working for me. Because I am doing exactly, well, as close as I could find it. The same thing as a man that I found that died from an accident at 256.
1: Wait, Li that's Xie... different than the Chinese
0: guy? Yeah, that's a different guy. <clears throat> uh, Who's that Li... guy? Yeah, Li Xing Yuan in China. He died from an accident in, uh, there was back in the 1938, 39. And the New York Times found out about it. So they had somebody in China at the time. So they sent him over to that village where he lived for an interview of his family. And they showed him paper where the government verified his age. And people in town there, they said that he was a martial arts instructor for the Chinese army, as well as an herbalist. And uh, he died from an accident at 256. I found out what he did and found out what he ate. And I'm speaking about that in my book also. And I'm doing that and um, it's working for me. I also found a Saudi that is actually alive right now. He is 152. And then there is uh, several other people. I found a lady in um, Libya, I think it was. She was 191. But you know, People don't, I mean, governments don't want to talk about this because then people are going to ask, what did they do? What can I do to do what they did? Well, that's what I'm showing people how to do.
1: Yeah. What do you think the advantage of is? I've heard people before say that I don't want to live this long. I I know my life. I know the life cycle. I, when I get to this age, it's going to be so difficult. I need to live a full life now and just keep going. What are you holding out for?
0: Chances are that by the time you get to this age, you may change your mind.
1: Oh, (laughs) wait a minute. (laughs) Aggie. Am I talking to a a 270 year old man right now? I mean, (laughs) that that's pretty cool. That that'd be pretty cool.
0: I, in a few days, actually about a month, I will be 75, and I have more energy than anybody I know, half my age. I don't look it anymore. Five years ago, I started looking a little ragged. I don't have any gray hair, and uh, I'm doing fine.
1: Yeah, I mean, you've, you have a great spirit. You do look great. I've seen uh, videos and photos and stuff. I, this is amazing. Do you, are they going to try to take you out? Because you know I,
0: I I've watched myself fairly well. I I won't do anything stupid. So uh, I, but um, uh, let me tell you a little bit about what I do.
1: Yeah, please. Because
0: one what I do that is very much some of the same that Li Shing Yuan did all the way to the age of two hundred and fifty six. Um, I I do exercise. <clears throat> I do something called a uh, an exercise program called the Tibetan Rites, that's uh, Rites is R-I-T-E-S. So uh, this is, um, it keeps the body healthy. You'll never have back problems if you do these things. And uh, it it is probably one of the best. Now, the only thing about it is it, it doesn't give you enough cardio exercise. So I'm doing a little bit of exercise on that, on the side. I added some things to it. And I also take some supplements. And uh, I, I take a lot of supplements, actually, to, you know, minerals and so on. And But the most important herb that these old people that I found, uh, except for the guy in Saudi Arabia, I don't know anything about him. I just know that he was old. Um, the ones from China, they are taking astragalus. That is the most important herb. And then the algolan herb, which is called the immortality herb in China. Those two. Um, there is a book also out there that explained that, um, written by doctors that explain that um, taking astragalus in the large doses is just as effective as taking the pharmaceutical TA65 to reverse the aging process. There, are, um, there is actually a nutraceutical called TA65. And uh, I have been studying that one and uh, find a lot of these people that say, yeah, this works wonderful for me. And there are other people saying, I don't see a thing of difference. Where do you get these? Uh, if you go to uh, go to Amazon or places, you can find TA-65. It'll set you back about three to $400 a month to do that. But... Um, I'm, uh, I'm cheap, you know, so it costs me about 25 the way I'm doing it. But um, also another one, C60. That mm-hmm. also is said to reverse the aging process. I know a lady in town here. And uh, she is uh, actually, she looks quite a bit younger than uh, what she is. And um, she says it's working good for her. Then there are other people say that it doesn't really do much for them. But this is something that you got to do your own research on. I am using the herbs. And I get, I tell you, I get emails about every week from people saying, I thank you. Thank you for telling me about astragalus because they start taking it in a large doses and age-related diseases go away I mean the the you know mental acuity may be a little questionable by the time you get older but yeah. that comes yeah. back and if you have age-related other diseases it seems to go away that's what the medical reports are saying when you start reading the research on this I also eat uh, ginseng, goji berries, and a few other things. I talk about this in the book, Spiritual Science, Higher Conscious Thinking, and How to Access the Universal Consciousness.
1: Yeah, we'll link people to that for sure. This yeah. is a book I, I want to pick up, uh, especially now that this connects to the higher conscious thinking and accessing <coughs> something much broader than you. Yeah. What is, so you need that part too. You've got the supplements. What do do you, I mean, could you take the supplements and not think universally consciously, I guess, or what, what, uh, what happens when you add that part?
0: Uh, Well, first of all, uh, I think it uh, by taking the astragalus and the geogolan herb on its own, I think that would probably do the job, but not as complete as if you also add the mental direction with it. Because this is reversing the aging process and becoming very old. It's not for everybody. Those people that say, well, I have a lifespan, and I got to have a good life now because then I I don't care to live anymore. Those are the people that really have nothing much to do or live for. If you have (laughs) a mission, if you have a really mission for good and you enjoy so much what you're doing that you would do it even if you didn't get paid for it, why would you want to die at that point? Death should be coming when you want to. You could say, I've done everything I want to do right now. I'm ready for another experience. I want to go and start over again in a new reality. That should be the reason for somebody to terminate physical reality. What, it, what is your mission, Auggie? Well, I'm doing part of it now. I have a bigger project that I have uh, been working on for a while and it's going to happen. So that's uh, that's my mission. But for right now I have I have probably more fun than I've had before and I did have a lot of fun flying for 23 years and you know being a pilot that was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. I feel I I I mean, can you sum it up in this statement? I'm always looking at my bigger mission. I, I say it at the beginning of this show. I, I love challenging my beliefs with radically unique ideas. This, can, this comes from uh, Robert Anton Wilson. You ever read his stuff? You must have. He's he's a maybe not. okay. well, he's he was popular. He used to write for Playboy magazine. He wrote the book Prometheus Rising. He was friends with Timothy Leary and kind of took a lot of his stuff and and uh, just reworked it, brought it out to the public. But he came up with the phrase guerrilla ontology, and it's all about um, he wanted to throw people radically unique ideas to stimulate um, to cause cognitive dissonance. So that people could have positive brain growth, yeah. I'm just constantly throwing myself in that world, and I think it speaks to perhaps raising mine and other people's <laughs> consciousness around these issues. That that to me is a mission that compels me, uh, expanding my consciousness. That's that's what I love doing. I live for it. Mm. Do you do you think? Uh, Where are you in that process? Because you've done aliens, you've dealt with time travel, you're dealing with reversing aging. Is there something yet you still feel like you you don't fully um, have? Is there a field you haven't even approached looking at yet that you want Um. more answers to?
0: The problem is, uh, I think the higher vibrations is where I do. I want to do a little more exploration as astral, astral traveler. And, uh, it's, it's tough to get into the higher vibrations. It's, uh, it spits you out when you get it, because our vibration is not able to match with that environment so that we get kind of repelled. But, um, I am working on raising my vibration so that I will be able to get into the 6th and the 7th and the 8th and the ninth dimensions. Oh. And I want to do that before I terminate, you know, several hundred years from now for the physical existence. But... Um, On the other hand, this is a lifestyle change for people and it's not for everybody, but look at it and then ask yourself, what is my life's mission? You can ask that question, but don't just ask it, ask it in the right way. And that you do while you are in meditation. Brainwave patterns slow down to about the bottom of the alpha range, about seven cycles per second. And you do that maybe when you go to sleep. If you go to sleep and you're tired, keep saying over again again, what is my life's mission? What is my life's vision? Say that over and over and over again as you fall asleep. What's going to happen is that the subconscious is listening. And maybe that the subconscious say, okay, I'll take that as an order. And it starts rummaging around in memory somewhere and it doesn't find it because it's probably not there. So it hands the question over to the superconscious mind, which is basically a connection device between the subconscious and the universal mind. So you get connected to the universal mind and there where everything past, present, and future is there. So you will go out there, or should I say, your conscious question, your conscious mind will go out there, find the answer, and bring it back to the superconscious mind, which hands it off to the subconscious mind. And then it lingers there until you wake up and you may wake up with the answer or not. It could come two days later, a week later, you suddenly pop in saying, wow, I would love to do that. And you may never have thought about that before, but it just pops in. And listen to those subconscious messages that you get when you ask a question like that, because there may be something in it for you.
1: That Okay, thank you for, for that piece of advice, for sharing it with everybody, but also for me, uh, I, I love that guidance. How has that worked for you? Have you had an experience? Uh, is there an example you can think of where you did this practice and all of a sudden, boom, it came to you?
0: Yeah, um, that dates back uh, decades while I was still back in Europe, I you know, I was grew up on a farm back there and uh, farming, uh, it would have been a wonderful life, but it wasn't my thing. I had a forestry and a farm and a sawmill back there, but I didn't really, yeah, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't my passion. So I remember, I didn't even think of it this way. I always kept wondering, what should I do? What is my mission? Why, why am I here? Why, what should I do? I kept asking all these questions all the time to myself. So I got put in a position where I was able to, a friend of mine was taking flying lessons and I got to ride along in the back seat while he was up taking the lessons. And I got off the ground, I started looking around, and I said, wow, this is what I want to do. I want to be a pilot. And that's where we sold everything in Europe. And I came to the United States to go to flight school. And that's how my mission at the time was, but you're gonna have probably more than one mission. That mission has ended for me because I did a lot of good things with that. And I, I had wonderful times. Now it's a different mission. And maybe after that, there may be another mission again, because you expand on yourself and you grow into different things
1: yeah yeah I was gonna say it looks like in in your journey from what I have from uh, your biography you 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 had hypnosis early on too, even before you uh, yeah. there there's a magician that taught you hypnosis in Europe. Actually, you know what? I need to know that story. What in the world? How did you, and get, are we talking the stage magician? Uh, was, was he doing hypnosis in a show and you just went up to him and asked how to learn? How does a teenager <laughs> learn that?
0: Um, I ran across a pamphlet that uh, he had put out about how to do self-hypnosis. I read the pamphlet and I was intrigued. This was, uh, the, the magician's name was Tore Torrel, And uh, he, I think he died about a year or so ago, but um, he was about 10 years older than me. And I went to Oslo and I met with him and we kind of got along and we started talking and uh, I learned from him the tricks of the trade, so to speak, the dirty secrets about how to break down barriers in the subconscious to get to the real cause of problems and barriers and things that makes people's life miserable and how to remove them. And uh, it gets, um, I don't know, it's, I'm not a hypnotherapist. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I, I do things a little different. But um, a hypnotherapist can do the same thing. They just do it a little more gently. And I I know one, my co-host on the Broadcast Team Alpha show is a hypnotherapist and she's good at it. And uh, in fact, on our Broadcast Team Alpha.com website or on YouTube, you can scroll down into it. You'll find a, a video where she hypnotizes me and takes me back even to a time before I was born and uh, if you guys want to do something like that talk to her <laughs> yeah
1: yeah dirty secrets wait a minute it sounds I, I i i just it makes me wonder because because a magician teaching hypnosis makes me think this guy probably did stage hypnosis yeah and you're talking about a hypnotherapist doing more of a Okay, and as you close your eyes, go even deeper, and da 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 da. What was this guy teaching you how to do? Was he doing wham bam instant sleep and drop into trance kind of stuff? When when Dirty um, Secrets, I mean, how that, violent did it get? Quote unquote violent. Uh,
0: he got into a rapid induction, which is uh, you distract the mind while you speak to it. Yes, And whatever you say, bypass it to conscious mind and go directly into the subconscious mind and occupies it.
1: I love that stuff. your,
0: Your conscious mind is removed and you have no control anymore of your conscious mind and what's happening in the subconscious. And that's why I suggest before anybody do anything like this, make sure you record it. Maybe you just take your computer with you, t- you, turn the camera on and aim it right to where you are so that you're in the presence and everything is recorded. So, you know, afterwards, when you run the tape, you know what happened.
1: Mm, yeah, because there are people out there manipulative. manipulative absolutely.
0: There. And uh, that's the danger of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. But because it's nice.
0: Was, most You, you of seem the- good
1: hearted. I don't think you did any of it.
0: No, no, not really. But uh, I would say a hypnotherapist can do these things. It's a little more gentle and you will remember what was said. And it could uh, take a few more minutes to get you down to that point where you can do these things and uh, you can get the same results.
1: Yeah, so you got into the mind stuff, and and I know that even and believe me, we're gonna get back to why the universe is a construction and a, the matrix and all that stuff. But uh, what it seems that yeah, you did you did change your mission a few times. You went and you were doing piloting, then you started pivoting to this paranormal research and uh, oil painting and teaching mind development. I have to ask you about something very key, Zox Pro training. I've seen this before. I've seen it because I went down a rabbit hole for a while, Aggie, Ah. of speed reading and, and uh, specifically photo reading, which is Paul Shealy's company learning strategies, which the guy, I believe there's a whole controversy that Paul Shealy was in this guy's class in the eighties about speed reading and took fragments of that methodology and then created quote unquote photo reading but zox pro training which is similar kind of thing using it's uh, it's teaching your brain mental photography in a way um is the original it's the source and zox pro was a at least i've seen internet courses still teaching this how did you, you, you got into the accelerated learning stuff for a while. Can you, can you talk a little bit about
0: that? Yeah, uh, Zox Pro training is the original uh, uh, training that shows you how to assimilate information out of a book at the rate of 50 to 100 or 150,000 words per minute with 95% retention. And what you do is that there is a special method of doing this, but you, um, you bypass the conscious mind. And when you turn pages, one page a second, actually two pages when you look into the middle of the book. So you turn them two pages a second and you bypass the conscious mind, put the information that your your mind take a mental picture of the two pages and put it directly into long-term memory. So you bypass the conscious mind. And then when you're done with the book, uh, you can actually turn it over and do it upside down. Doesn't matter. The mind turns it around and then you do it one more time. So you get the pages that you missed the first time. And then when you close the book up, you don't remember a thing. Except for when you start asking questions, then it works kind of like, The conscious mind says, "Uh, what was this person doing on uh, this and that subject? And then the the question goes into long-term memory and retrieves it.
1: This worked for you? Did you do that? Did you have to learn this process first before you taught it? Do you do it now still?
0: Yeah, I I traveled around the country a year teaching this and uh, I got very good. I read over a thousand books that year. So... (laughs) so he got really busy. I went to the library one time I remember I had a stack of about I don't know about 8 I had the whole day there in that town for a class this evening that evening and I had about 8 or 10 books sitting on there and I was going through them and there was another guy sitting at the table not far from me I know he was looking at me and I just kept flipping through pages you know and he a- came over and he asked me what are you doing and I said I'm reading uh, he just looked at me for a while, said nothing, turned around, and walked away. He just couldn't comprehend that it is possible.
1: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem possible to train for subconscious photographic memory. It seems like it's a gift you need to have. Uh, but it's hey, a gift. It,
0: Everybody has it. Everybody have this. Everybody can do it if you understand the language. You can do it.
1: You were really into this uh, human potential, I guess, is sort of the summarizing of all these things. Anti-aging, the brain being able to do things beyond what else it's able to do. And then you're doing astral travel and you get into time travel. Uh, Have you ever teleported yourself
0: physically? Teleported? Do you want to? Um what is your conception of teleported
1: (laughs) it's a good question i mean when i think of teleported i mean you are sitting here wherever you are recording this and you can all of a sudden either you step into a machine and it takes you instantly boom transfers you to another physical location or you're able to do like you see in star trek with the transporter Close your eyes oh. and then boom. Most people do the astral travel thing. And I totally, I get, if that's your answer, hey, look, I think that's miraculous.
0: Yeah, no, to... uh, that's technology. Um, when it comes to the, the, uh, the time travel part of it, uh, oh, it was just 25, a little more than that year ago. <clears throat> I um, got a, uh, I have a little electronic device that I've had some very strange experiences with. And uh, in fact, uh, BBC television, uh, they found out about me and uh, they came over to the United States to do a TV documentary on time travel. And they interviewed Michio Kaku and Green and another theoretical physicist and myself. And uh, I demonstrated this electronic device on that video. And uh, that was shown to over a billion people around the world in every English speaking country by BBC television. And uh, after, later on, I discovered that some of the things that I have seen and I talked about in that video actually didn't happen because I now have a better understanding of timelines We are in a particular timeline here, but there are other timelines next to us that is very similar, but small variances, and there may be major variances. As an example of that, there's another timeline where Hillary won the presidential race in uh, 2016, and that timeline is deep in World War III. So I'm glad I'm not in that one.
1: How do, how do you know it is when you say that is that something you astral projected to or you remote viewed
0: i i've seen it because this is something that i talk about in the the, the book on spiritual science you can go in and switch timeline if you condition your mind to do so you can have you find yourself in another timeline. And that is why uh, I'm probably one of the very few people that have had pictorial evidence of time travel. And it's on one of my websites. If you wanna go look at it, you can. I, let's see, where is it? It's uh, oh, in the new website, I don't remember the page number, but in the old one, you can go to ag-nust.com, go uh, into the picture gallery, to page eight and scroll down to the seventh row of pictures down, you'll find two pictures kind of greenish in color. And uh, the pictures are different. In one of them, there's leaves on the trees and the other one is not. One of them have howling rain because the, the roads are really glistening wet and the other one is perfectly dry but it is taken at the same time.
1: Evidence of time travel. Wait a minute. This is how did, uh, how'd you, wow, this is intriguing. How'd you, is this because of your device? How'd you get these photos?
0: No, um, I I didn't, I don't use the device anymore. It's, It's done with the mind. And in the back of the book about spiritual science here, I am explaining how to do this. And uh, pretty much everybody can do this. It takes a little practice, but it can be done. Because you get a conditioned mind to accept. One of the the things is knowing how to do it is one thing, but the mind have to accept that it's possible. Without it, probably nothing will happen. But once you start realizing that, wait a minute, we are living in a mind-created universe, so everything that is around me and in my universe is mind created. So let me order my mind to create a different reality in a parallel timeline and show me what's in it. You know There are ways to do this and it gets a little involved, but once you understand how, Then, first of all, also you got to accept it and you also have to have a why. Curiosity is not really just a good reason. There should be maybe a little more substantial reason than curiosity to go and look at these things. It also will help if you have a reason that I want to see what's in the other timeline because I want to make sure we don't make the same mistakes. Now, that might be a reason that can give you a little more push towards actually being able to see it. Why can't people stay
1: there in that other timeline? Do they?
0: I think there is a safety valve in the universe that where your con- where the majority of your consciousness is, where your yeah, where your consciousness is when you move somewhere else, it snaps you back. I think there is something to bring you back home. There's that safety valve. That's the only way I can explain it.
1: I was going to say, yeah, because if if some people have these powers, I would expect the the psychics or astral travelers out there that are saying, yes, there are two timelines going on right now. Donald Trump won in this timeline and, and uh, Joe Biden's in this one. If you can go there, wouldn't they prefer to stay in the one where the the guy who they voted for actually won
0: well sleepy joe didn't really win
1: though <laughs> well that's of course that's what the uh, that's what you get your psychics who were predicting trump's win saying they're saying well because it was a scam a cheat yes yeah. Trump is the winner and now they're two right I, I you you believe that Donald Trump is still the president
0: Well the thing about it is that uh, when he handed over the the uh, <clears throat> with the insurrection he handed it over to the military so we have a military government right now and uh, it's proven because uh, when Sleepy Joe asked the military he asked to, for some military information about uh, how many troops and so on is over in the Middle East. And they wrote him back and say, you don't need to know. So he is just sitting there. There is a purpose for his place in the White House and also in the in the um, movie studio where he is doing most of his uh, <clears throat> talks from. But uh, Trump is still the head of the military, but he has handed over the military control of, I mean, the control of the government to military government. So we are, give it three months and all of this will be explained to you. <laughs> what you're predicting?
1: So wait a minute. And if this doesn't happen in three months, are you gonna go, well, Greg See, it's another timeline?
0: Well, uh, I've seen. You've
1: seen what's happening Trump. in three months. I, I've
0: seen Trump back in the White House. And uh, it didn't show when. So he'll be back.
1: When you say and you've seen is, that, what does that uh, mean? You close your eyes? Is it a, you know, do you see it, visions?
0: That is in this timeline. That I, I don't think it's a different one. I believe it's in this one. And uh, in the back part of the book, it explains how I'm doing some of this. And uh, I think that... Once people start looking at the facts and quit watching CNN, then they're gonna find some of the truth. because yeah, the whole world has been buffaloed into believing that Joe won. You know, the man that is getting 50 to75,000 I mean thousand dollars, people into an arena for a, a rally. And then the other guy can't get a hundred people to his inauguration. And you think that guy won?
1: <laughs> Everybody listening, you'll have to decide yourselves. You'll have to decide. Um, yeah. yeah, look, okay. I. I. This time travel thing is pretty wild. It's awesome that you have a book that goes into all of it. Can you at least tell me, how did you stumble across a time travel
0: device? Um, I don't exactly know. It's kind of black boxed. So uh, there was a guy that made it. Uh, <clears throat> Stephen Gibbs is the guy's name. He still makes them, actually. So if somebody wants one, they can search him out on the uh, on the internet. Stephen Gibbs. He lives in Kansas. And he makes them. And uh, there is a there's a time coil. There is a very strong magnet uh, electromagnet that uh, is used. And all. it creates a bubble around you, an electromagnet bubble around you. And uh, when I started out with this one, I couldn't get it to work. Uh, nothing worked. Uh, I must have tried it I don't know fifty times, or or maybe. More I, I don't know, but when I started manipulating the brainwave pattern at the same time, I did it while I was meditating and concentrating on bringing the brainwave pattern down to about seven. They're supposed to seven point four is a magic number, but uh, seven or so. That's when I started seeing things, and that's when things start happening for me. But uh, without conditioning the mind the same way, I had nothing from that device. So the device is the device is good, but it needs to. It's a mind matter interface type of machine. Yeah, it's a small, small thing. You know, it's just you put it on your desk and you sit in front of it, and that's all.
1: That's so cool that this guy exists. You know, I've interviewed uh, Andy Bashago before who is from project Pegasus and he was talking to me all about the eight devices or the eight forms of time travel that the U S military was exploring in the uh, middle of the 20th century. Uh, They shut down project Pegasus. And then I talked to Peter moon on the show who did the whole book series with Preston Nichols about Montauk and Albie Alec Philadelphia experiment. Do you, in your experience and your research with this kind of stuff is all does all of that matter at all the us is that connected to any of this have you delved into the us government exploration of traveling
0: through time um not really because they are using physical technology to do it
1: you're more about the mind in this broader yeah, consciousness the, frame
0: see the, the physical technologies have limitations to it the mind doesn't oh so these the, the, f- yeah the uh, the uh, the physical devices that the government have worked out in fact uh, on one of my websites i have a little story that uh, in the 1950s Albert Einstein, he was involved in making a time travel device for the Vatican. And uh, they actually created this thing and uh, they they called it the chronovisor. Uh, Yes, yes. And that thing was real. Yeah, there there is a priest that wrote about it and there's others that actually talked about it. They say, yeah, this thing was real. So they did get it to work. And uh, whether the mind was involved on that one or not, but uh, the principles from quantum mechanics helped create this device.
1: And what an amazing part one of that interview that was. Yes, I'm going to leave you with an open loop. You see, that wasn't the end of this interview. There was so much jam-packed that we went another hour, and the next hour gets even crazier. You see, the rest of the interview, Agi explains the way the universe is actually a quantum simulation of the mind, and how you can manipulate the universe to manifest that which you want, given that it's a projection of consciousness. That's right. Next episode, we get into quantum mechanics. We also get into Augie's encounter with UFOs and aliens. And you better believe he he says there are aliens walking among us and what you need to do to engage with them, how you know they're there. It's a very fun conversation. If you don't want to miss it, make sure you Hit the subscribe button. And if you enjoyed this episode, again, uh, any rating review could definitely help. Really appreciate it. The episode, the follow-up episode with Augie, is coming soon. I'm excited to share more.